songs of eons past, tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. Welcome everyone to Back in My Day. My name's David Petrangelo and the not so stip- not so stereotypical millennials, easy for me to say, um, are going to talk all things Star Wars this week. There's, uh, there's lots going on. I mean, since we uh, last had a chance to talk Star Wars, Mandalorian has started up again. There's been a uh, new holiday special in a fun Lego type version. So that's probably what we're going to touch on uh, today. So I am joined by, once again, Michael R. Power and Ian Walter. Gentlemen, how's everybody doing? We, uh, we all surviving? Hanging in. That is best as we could. Mm-hmm. I know you're all dying for another Star Wars episode on the show, so <laughs> <laughs> let's get to it. We've never talked about it before, so we might as well make it a first, right? I know, right? Well, a year ago, we were, we were putting ourselves through the paces and watching, uh, watching the other, I guess, original... Uh, original six movies right so um a year removed from that we have a lot of new content to talk about which is really cool um so i guess the newest thing and we'll just sort of jump right in is uh is mandalorian so at the time of this recording we are is it's five episodes in yeah five chapters five episodes in chapter 13 was the most recent one that was just just a couple days ago um so the last couple of episodes i think have sort of hinted at a lot of extra characters and bigger stories and where they might be taking things, especially this past episode. Um, I think as our, as our resident um, prequel and uh, rebels and uh, uh, you know, Clone Wars, Clone, yeah. that's a Clone Wars. Jeez. I was going to say something, uh, clone something. <laughs> uh, the clone saga. The clone, the clone saga. Yeah. Um, I guess as, as our, our Dave Filoni, uh, <laughs> expert in some ways uh, ian's perfect for this so the, yeah, the i've been big, waiting for this yeah the the big reveal in this uh, was was great was cool as a character was was brought back from those shows so you know let us know what if anyone hasn't or is is curious about who this person is and why sure. it's cool that she's here and everything so why don't we no problem so we're gonna put the big spoiler band out there yes, exactly. uh, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and um i just want to say if we're you know we, we couldn't talk star wars without uh, at least acknowledging uh the great david prouse his passing uh, yesterday mm-hmm. so that is the physical embodiment of darth vader and uh i would say just as equally important as the iconic voice uh, done by, you know, James Earl Jones. So uh, definitely rests in, in power to both him and uh, Chadwick Boseman, whose birthday is today as well. So, oh, is it really? Oh, geez. yes. Oh, man. Uh, so oh. We, we lost so many greats this Damn. year. But uh, yeah. 2020 uh, is not a year. year. Yeah, yeah, rough year. Is it a rough um, year? I can't tell. Mike, when did... So with the sort of somber notes out of the way, we can jump to the most exciting stuff that we're getting in Star Wars, in my opinion, to date, which yeah. is finally sort of acknowledging in the live action sphere a lot of stuff that uh, the deep seated fans have uh, been excited about in the animation sphere so what you're talking about with the big spoiler reveal is the introduction to live action of ahsoka tano 
um, portrayed by Rosario Dawson. And I think from what I can tell has been uh, overall um, well-received, like very just like yeah. people thought that she crushed it inside of that role. I know myself, a lot of people, myself included, were kind of worried about how that was going to translate because when you see something in animation, it's almost like anything goes, you know, when you see like into the spider verse, mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine a lot of that stuff playing out in live action and in a sort of a, like a, in a cohesive manner. Um, and so seeing a, a character who's always been sort of really nicely, finely tuned in, in animation, it's hard to imagine what they would look like in a live action episode. So to see her come right out the gate in, in uh, chapter 13, in my mind, there's nothing unlucky about chapter 13 for the Mandalorian. I think that that's <laughs> probably my favorite episode just because of the bold direction that they went with. So uh, out of all 13 for you right now, it's, it's the, I think so. I think like if you look back to the very first episode of season one, um, they were trying to capture a certain tone. And I think that we can all agree that it's been, you know, over, over analyzed to the point of saying that they focused, even though there's a lot of connections to existing star Wars mythology, they focused more on the things that inspired star Wars, like whether it's spaghetti yeah. Westerns or the uh, Kurosawa uh, samurai films, right? Yeah. Which so this episode you, in particular has a lot of. As, exactly. As well. So you've yeah. got a mixture, uh, this episode, uh, as well as sort of the beginning of the series, kind of mixing those kind of things, this episode, for sure, like you said, uh, captures that kind of samurai vibe, but also a, a perfect blend in my mind of the Western and the the Eastern uh, influences. So that, yeah. that's that's kind of where I'm at. But definitely, really psyched at the future of not only this series, and I think that this is going to be an important important part of the conversation. It's not all to do with just this series, but Star Wars in general going forward mm-hmm. for the next like decade, let's say. Yeah. Um, so, so all the uh, spinoffs and films that might uh, surround some of the material that we saw in uh, the Jedi chapter 13. Um, yeah. It, it's not just con- concerning this Mandalorian series, but also like everything else that we could see from Star Wars. Right. So, and like you said, it's, it's bringing the connection from the animated stuff into into real life, I guess uh, I was trying to do the math while I was watching it and stuff. I guess it is roughly 30, 40 years removed from mm. from that, I think, from when those sh- when she was character in those shows. So we haven't seen or heard right. of her, unless there's novelizations in there that, that I'm unaware of. Okay, that okay so I guess her, but... I was going to briefly describe what her character is, but I wanted yeah. to get from you guys because I know you guys haven't really watched. Like, I don't know where you are in Clone Wars, but you don't really know everything about the character, right? So no, what was your I, impression? I, I, I'm about halfway through, I would say, right, is, okay. is how far I've gotten. And I've just like very briefly gone back and watched random so episodes. Mike, so Mike, what was your impression of the character just like seeing her live action, not really maybe knowing much about her? Um, yeah, I had seen photos of her and stuff, but um, and some episodes of Clone Wars, but I pretty much know nothing about her other than what I read online. And uh, I thought it was she was an awesome, awesome female Jedi character. And even Wife Power was watching with me and thought that Sokotano was like probably the coolest Jedi she had ever seen um just the way she fights with her double lightsabers and she takes down like so many guards and she's just badass and her demeanor and everything so um yeah awesome awesome character um i also love the mandalorian the show itself i think it's the best star wars thing that disney has done i think it's the best star wars 
anything since Empire. I think if I had to rank all Star Wars cartoons, shows, movies, it would be Empire and then Mandalorian. I think it's that good. That's awesome. There's some critiques, obviously, that I have with it, which is like it treads, it, it doesn't do any, like a lot of new things, keeps going back to Tatooine and stuff like that. <laughs> I said but that over and over can, again. But. You can see what they were doing when the reason why they did that. And I think the more you kind of sit with it and the more they do beyond that, it kind of makes sense as to why they included yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. I'm just waiting for Star Wars to to leave this time period into something different. That's what I'm waiting for next from Star Wars. Like I don't want after this much more to do with this time period of the original movies i'm with you Um, on that i'm with you on that i just think we're getting the obi-wan we're probably getting the boba fett like the boba fett stuff is the only stuff in man in mandalorian which they're starting to hint at which is really i'm not into like i don't want to see boba fett i don't i think he should just died in the sarlacc pit (laughs) um but it is what it is and money it's you know there's reasons probably Um, but yeah, so so th- with that being said, I, I think this being the first live action series that we've gotten from Star Wars, mm-hmm. or at least like, uh, yeah, it's definitely the the one that's connected in canon, that kind of thing. But uh, I think that there's more opportunity for this show to plant seeds for things like uh, stories that take place outside of this time, like this time frame, because yeah. of the fact that there's a lot more content, a lot more hours, characters, and mythology being. Uh, spread around so that you can kind of take that and then spin it off whether it be in the future or the past and create more content that's not rooted in the skywalker side mm-hmm. but anyways we'll move on to Dave's, it would be nice uh, if i did that but there's you know there's obi-wan kenobi series there's yeah. uh, boba fett yeah, series rumors so it doesn't sound like they're plans to so do the, i don't know about the boba fett one I, I honestly think that they turned that into the mandalorian to be honest mm-hmm. but uh i do know that the obi-wan one is just supposed to be like a swan song for ewan mcgregor it's really going to be like a six to eight episode uh standalone yeah it like, doesn't mini, sound like it's a long-term mm-hmm. long-term thing yeah um yeah no i i thought the episode was really cool i love the way it, it opened i love the, the sort of atmosphere that the planet kind of created um and it was a little bit puzzled as to like why this lady or these people are just like randomly parking their asses on a planet and just enslaving people like i was like okay is there something on this planet that you need from them or are you just doing it just to do it it kind of made sense as the episode went on a little bit more and she's just sort of that person or that ruler or whatever um but i thought it was great i thought the interactions with with the main characters were all cool and everything too uh they had a lot of the sort of western vibes throughout it uh and of course the um sort of samurai feel with the fight uh towards the end and stuff so i thought i thought the beginning was really strong i thought the 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 middle was was great too to sort of sort of um give you a reason why these characters are together and then why they would carry the fights to to the end and everything as well and i thought the ending was cool too um i'm i'm a little bit like i'm not i'm not a huge fan in general tv just in general of like monster of the week stuff but Mm. and and that's kind of what they keep doing with the show and and that's fine it's been a strong theme of the show for sure yeah it's like every they're always in a different place but that also keeps it fresh when you're going to like a different planet or you're talking to different people and you're meeting characters that you might recognize or don't recognize but so, so I think that that helps with it. Um, it would, I, I would love like that them. in Mandalorian because he's like a gunslinger and he's traveling town to town, but it's planet yeah, to planet. But it's planet. And it there's always like an sense. issue and like a monster or something they need his like skills for. Like I love yeah. that. And as long as it's 
it's doing that, but there's also something that's pushing the overall story forward. I like it. It's the episodes yes. like the one on the space planet with the um, with this with the or not space planet, sorry, the the ice planet with like the ice spiders. Yeah, it's episodes like that that I really hate that don't push the story story forward at all. That's yeah. the true monster of the week. Like it's totally you could skip. That was it. that was quite literally it's a monster nothing. of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, those are the episodes I don't that really I don't like. And but, perhaps yeah. Dave, you can attest to this, but you're going through Clone Wars and you say you're about halfway through. Would you agree that that's kind of the style of that show as well, in the sense that you do oh, have yeah, those episodes yeah. where they just kind of go off and do something random? A hundred percent. That's like, exactly maybe what that towards shows the like. end or the next episode they'll touch back to like the major yeah. arc. Yeah, that's exactly what. Um, and but they are also they also have twenty episodes to to fill and stuff as well. So there's sort of a decent amount of like filler yeah, that's episodes. So Mandalorian has only for, eight episodes. So I think you really for want better, yeah. Episode. I think for better or for worse, though, that's what you're getting with Dave Filoni. You're getting his passion for Star Wars and the fact that this is the way he likes to do things. He likes to kind of slow roll mm-hmm. the the narrative so that he can kind of um, pit stop and do these kind Tell of... Tell these adventures and different yeah. things. And at least and they're cool. still cool, like right? At least, yeah, at least yeah. they're still cool. At least they're still doing something. Like, it, it, it is a monster of the week, so it is always different. It is always, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I like that. So at least there's there's that to it. But I like uh, when, it's, yeah. when it's monsters or... I don't know. I like when it's things that's furthering, like, the lore of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah or, yeah. or um, totally. you know like showing you something totally new or and or pushing the story forward like even just a little bit you know what i mean like mm-hmm. or or doing something that you don't realize is going to come back later that's always cool too right, right. So he does a lot right well yeah. uh, well i can i can agree with maybe the second chapter so the was it chapter 10 peyton reed's episode with the mm-hmm. ice spiders um yeah. it would definitely be on the bottom of my list but uh mm-hmm. i think i'm one of those who just enjoyed every episode of this show and uh, kind of i take i definitely take things from it that i enjoyed like for example i like the horror elements that they introduced in there i thought it was very mm-hmm. alien very you know homage to alien if you will um and and then on top of that like they have you know they introduced the the rebel character alongside dave floney um you know, the guy from uh, Kim's Convenience, his name is mm-hmm. escaping me right now, but he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, I have uh, to. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool to see him. Um, and then that, those are the kind of things that even though, yeah, it's definitely, see, I don't even know if I'd go so far as to call that episode filler just because they are taking their time to, like, they're, okay, he didn't just meet the frog lady, take her to her home planet and boom, that's it. Like they actually kind of created sort of a relationship there and played a little bit with the dynamics of this child who we're going to get to your favorite name, uh, child. I can't even talk to the focus of the show. Oh, don't worry. We will. Uh, Well, there's there's a couple of things that were revealed inside this episode that we're definitely going to get to and and definitely talk about, but, but, uh, you, you, would you say that, I guess that it's trending upwards this season because you, 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 I don't want to thrilled with the first, Two episodes. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't want to say I wasn't thrilled. I, I, I still think it's really, really high quality TV. And I think the bad episode of The Mandalorian is like an amazing episode of your average show. Yeah. It's just, I like <laughs> it. I like it so much that when there's an episode that I feel like is filler or something, it really is like, ah, oh, like I want more. I want the story to be pushed. Like, I just like it that much that I, I want every episode to be pushing. Yeah. And then the other thing to that is... It's still entertaining. It's still well done. It's still well made. It's still an excellent Even show, when it but. seems like random and out of place like the Ice Spiders, it's actually mm-hmm. a reference to things that like the hardcore fans 
Like they yeah. know that those spiders mm-hmm. exist in Star Wars because of other episodes in Rebels and whatnot. So there are definitely yeah. tons I just wasn't of feeling Easter eggs. I, I wasn't getting the references, and I just felt at the end of the episode like it was a it was a wasted episode kind of of The Mandalorian, which is still entertaining and still a great show. Mm. And um, yeah, I love uh, I love what they're doing with um, in The Mandalorian of like. I wasn't a huge fan of the cartoon of the cartoons, like the Clone Wars. Like I never watched them, but I respected them. And I, there's always a weird thing of like, is the cartoon, is it actually canon, right? Because there's lots of things with Disney bought Star Wars that they just threw to the side, like all the books, the comics, and a lot of the. A lot of yeah, they, people they didn't drew know a line the in the sand, right? Disney drew a line in the sand when yeah, they bought yeah. Star Wars, and they said yeah. everything from here on mm-hmm. is going to be canon. What's this doing? It's just legitimizing everything that happened in those cartoons in those yep. films, yeah more cartoons. For sure. it's legitimizing and saying that's part of the canon that we're going forward now i don't think it's told mandalorian that was ever actually legitimized as actual canon I know ahsoka's uh, voice was in was in the rise of skywalker so yeah, i guess that yeah. kind of i think they they treated it all as, did, as but... canon but it was it was um i think it's different when you carry it over to now another... well actually showing them like they said it was canon but someone yeah. some new direction could have just came and could have just thrown it aside and it wouldn't have affected anything now that they've yeah, put yeah, it yeah. Into live action mm-hmm. they've actually like put their foot down and cemented the fact that it is uh, canon in, in the star wars universe yeah so, for sure yeah. Um, the one thing i like about this show is that every episode seems to be directed by someone different or at least yeah taking turns. that's cool yeah and uh one thing that i don't know if you've been paying attention to who's been directing them but the big one coming out that we just saw was directed by Dave Filoni. So mm-hmm. you know that he was waiting for the opportunity to introduce his baby because he came up with, he owns all the rights to Ahsoka Tano. So he can, it's right. his character. So it was very fitting that he was the director. I yeah. loved the Carl Weathers episode. I thought that was my favorite episode. I thought he yeah, totally that's very crushed good. it. Yeah. It was awesome. Really cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a lot of fun. Right. But yeah, so, and by the way, just to let you guys know, it is Paul Sun Hung Yi that I was referring to from Kim's Convenience right. that oh, was yeah. uh, showing up as the rebel uh, yeah. trooper. The, the funny yeah. thing about the funny thing about that part where he shows up in in the uh, chapter twelve, I guess it was the Carl Weathers episode, or is it the one before? Well, he he was in that one at the end. The spider, yeah, yeah, he was in the spider one. The right. debut was in the spider one. Yeah, yeah, but when he comes back and he and he questions her and says like, "Oh, you were on uh, um, what's it called?" Uh, uh, Alderaan. Alderaan. Oh, did, did you lose anyone? Did you lose like it? the fucking planet like, blew up. What are you, are you talking about? <laughs> she's like, yeah. Yeah, I love that guy because he's Canadian, but unfortunately, his character is a tool. So. I, I, I like <laughs> I like that they have those characters, but I was just yeah. like, what kind of fucking question is that? Yeah, like, he's, he's <laughs> and you notice how they're using like big name actors for these one off roles? It's pretty yeah. cool too. Like they got that commander from the ship from uh, chap from the third episode. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Bo-Katan chapter, um, the heiress. And then they had, um, in this last one, they had Michael Bean, uh, Kyle yeah. Reese from The Terminator. Yeah, which is uh, And, uh, which and is he crazy. was just in, the, in it for the one episode, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But that's also an, an example of characters now that they've established in live action, that if they wanted to go back and do animated, they could throw them in there at an earlier right. point in time. If they were new now, you can still show up. Then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of cool, too. How they got to that point and stuff. Um, I guess the other... The other piece of canon is uh, little our little green man now has a name. Yes, so there's <laughs> there's two big reveals that we got to cover before before we finish here inside. Yeah, so yeah. this was a major episode from that perspective. But yeah, yes, you're, you're right. The the thing that took the center stage on the internet was definitely uh, the name. 
Uh, yeah, and, and I get why it why it does. Um, and it was drum roll, Baby Yoda. <laughs> we oh, we knew it all along. Uh, imagine, <laughs> yeah. imagine if that's People what it was. Lose their oh my god! It's actually Baba Yoda. That's it. <laughs> Baba. Oh, that's smart, Baba Yoda. <laughs> all one word. <laughs> all one word. <laughs> it's just all lowercase too. There's no no capitalized. It's just it's just a yeah. mesh, mesh of letters. Um, so it's it's Grogu. Right? <laughs> It's Gogurt, yeah. Um, I will say it's incredibly stupid name and sounds awful, but I feel bad for them because it's so everyone knows Baby Yoda. They couldn't him as Baby Yoda. They couldn't call him that. No, no. no they're so totally be... set up to fail, and like nothing they could have come up with was going to satisfy this whole like two years of not naming him. Everyone calling him Baby Yoda, but it's also their own fault because they never gave a name to Yoda's alien species. So if, if the species was like Mogwai or whatever, I'm just saying that anything. You that, could call them like see, a baby, a, baby Mogwai. It's actually the, the Gogurt like, clan. Just like, yeah, you can call them baby <laughs> Gogurt or whatever, but you know, no, one, no one had anything to call them, so they took baby Yoda. And I know Star Star Wars and Disney never called them baby Yoda, but once yeah. I always found it so funny with they the embraced fans it, right? that took yeah. problem. Like I always found it funny with the fans that took an issue with calling him baby Yoda because it's like what do you what do you expect people to call it? Like that's yeah. like you just it's, said. It's people are gonna call it that whether that's the name or not. Yeah. But the fact is I I found your tweet really hilarious because I'm like, I'm going, yeah, okay, Grogu, that's a stupid name. We can all agree on that. But what did you want it to be like? Did you want it to be Jeff? Like, what did you? There's nothing. I think be... whatever it turned out to yeah. be, it was gonna get hacked. It was, hacked, it was right? gonna get hacked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. I think it. It sounds awkward because we haven't heard it before. Because we had an association with this character as it, it's even hard for for us to call it the child, you know, or the asset, I always, you know. So I always preferred Baby Yoda to the child. When, exactly, when people are right? like, actually, it's the child. I'm like, uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like saying like like Ahsoka is the Jedi, which she's actually not. If you actually know, okay. So, about so so <laughs> let's let's say yeah. Let let's say uh, Ahsoka was uh, named. I don't know. Jeff, whatever. You know, use Jeff. Let's say, let's say that character had a right, a, a normal person's name, and and the baby Yoda was named Ahsoka, and we've never heard that name before. Like it's just, it's just a Star Wars name. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds weird and awkward, but I mean, who has the same name of any of the characters right. in Star Wars? It's it's it needs. Yeah, they to don't be seem to different. have like multiple Lukes or you know what I mean. Like it's no. like... like Luke is the only. Yeah. You know, like well, Ben. There okay, a female, but like Yoda species, and her name's like Yabba. Yaddle. Yaddle. Okay. Yeah. So, so see, that's also. Is, that's also the question really is, is: Is he yeah. the product of Yoda and Yaddle? We don't know. Um, right, yeah. But but I mean, it, okay. So it's a stupid name. I guess we can we can kind of agree on that. But at the same time, I think it, it could though. always be worse. I think it could always yeah. have been worse. Yeah. They could have gone Groda. They could have gone Yogu. I think yeah, either of those would have been worse, right? So, I, mean, I, I just think it's funny because me, me, and my wife, like we're big fans of Mandalorian. We love Baby Yoda. We bought we bought our daughter like a, a picture in her room. Oh yeah, and yeah, she yeah. has a bunch of Baby Yoda like T-shirts, and now it's like this is a painting. Am I gonna say like, hey, when she's like, honey, this is Grogu, Grogu, or whatever? The heck. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, that's kind that. of 
That's like, hilarious it too, takes, right? It's like, this is Baby Yoda. It's so cute. Like, it has its own, it's a whole other thing now. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's different it's now. Khaleesi all over again, right? Like how many people name their yeah. kids Daenerys, name their kids Khaleesi, and then she turns out to be a tyrant. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, that, that's my point is like people get so hyped up with something that's not even finished yet. Yeah. Like this could be a dark side. Yoda, like this could be like you well, know what I mean, like which is exactly another thing. Thankfully, that was touched I didn't on. Uh, name my daughter Baby Yoda. That Grogu, <laughs> baby Grogu. That would be really awkward. Yeah, so By it, the it's power a name of Grogu. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Um, yeah, so it's it's a name. I mean, it's we, we can talk about how weird it sounds when we say. I it wouldn't or... be surprised if it winds up being on the list of names for 2020, 2020. It'll grow on us. It will grow on us for sure. Just it's like the first time hearing was jarring, but it'll grow. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Um, and then there was another reveal that you want to talk about, Ian. Yeah. So it came out towards the end and uh, I don't know if it meant anything to anybody, but it would definitely meant stuff to people who have followed um, specifically rebels but it's basically pertaining to what Ahsoka was after during the episode. So her mission was she wanted to get information from the, the boss lady. And um, she found out that it was Grand Admiral Thrawn that uh, is the overall bad guy, at least from her perspective. Right. And that's, that's important to know because I honestly don't think people should be getting overexcited and thinking we're going to see him inside of this season. I really don't think we will. No. I think that uh, Grand Moff yeah. Gideon, Grand Moff Gideon, seems to be the the big bad as far as Mando is concerned. But this is an interesting piece because, like Mike had mentioned earlier, it just legitimizes a lot of material, and that's kind of uh, the thing. A, a lot of these things that you think oh, are are kind of funny, like weird that they're introducing here, are actually things that are being pulled from Legends which is the material that was cut off by Disney. Yeah. And now no they're cherry canon. picking from yeah. and going, okay, well, this was cool. This was loved. Let's try and find a way to bring it into the forefront, which yeah. I think is really cool because a lot of people loved the original Timothy Zahn trilogy of books, which was all we had from star Wars between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Those were the kind of books that people clung to like the, the legends books. Right. And those three books from Timothy Zahn started it all. And uh, Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn, was the ultimate bad guy, sort of a guy that had taken a remnant of the Empire uh, and and tried to reclaim the galaxy for his own. Yeah, right. And he's, um, was he always a Grand Admiral, like at that level and stuff in Rebels? Because Rebels I haven't watched. So that's, yeah, so that's the thing. So towards the end of Rebels, like you find that he's kind of like the overarching bad guy. Oh, okay. which is kind of cool like in the sense that you know it's always been palpatine but then that's concerning the skywalker saga so this is someone else kind of like grand moff gideon and mandalorian like it's someone else that can kind of fill those shoes yeah um and it's because it's concerning the time frame that they're in so it's actually they changed it up from what it was in the books before disney came along and they found a way to bring them into the current canon and make him part of that they introduce him a little earlier they introduce him like sort of in between um uh revenge of the sith and uh a new hope new hope yeah yeah i think it's uh i think it's cool i think that it's it's interesting that they're um pulling stuff from from those other i, I was gonna say other properties but it's still star wars so mm-hmm. um and i guess and the, it and the, does yeah. it well it, it gives us a reason like i was i was sort of thinking and maybe it would have been too obvious if Ahsoka went with 
Mando at the end and they sort of flew off together and, oh, the rest of the season is going to be the two of them, which, which would be super cool. Yeah. But she's, she's doing her own thing, which now gives us a season three opportunity probably to. Well, that, but I her. honestly, I want to let people know, I think that they're just kind of debuting her character so that she can get her own spinoff series. Right. And I think right. that that's kind of where we're going to see the Thrawn stuff. You might see her pop up in the finale, but I think that, that was probably the last we see from her from the Mandalorian, at least for this season or for the for season, the... which is, which is fine. I think that's still, that's still okay. Really? Yeah. I don't think we'll see her again. I think we will. I think, I think she think... could pop up in the finale. Yeah. yeah maybe at the end. Everyone comes back once normally. Like... Yeah. Like they kind of did in the first season, right? Like they yeah. kind of went around meeting all these people and then they mm-hmm. brought them together. Yeah. Um, the that end, could yeah. definitely be a thing, but I just think it's, it's more so exciting for like what the bigger picture of star Wars can look like in the next like they're gonna they're gonna do some material where they dive thousands of years back in the past sure they might i doubt they're gonna go into the future beyond rise of skywalker anytime soon but mm-hmm. what they could do is fill that 30-year gap which is what we often talk about where yeah. you know you could see things like i think a lot <clears throat> of people are anticipating some some luke material some like luke in his prime like post return of the jedi stuff like seeing him trying to build a jedi order or jedi academy before it falls apart yeah that that is one of the only things i'm interested in within this same time frame is like the jedi academy to me is cool like i like that idea and and how they sort of fleshed it out in the the latest in in seven eight and nine and stuff the sort of how they talked about the tail end of it i guess of him trying to to train and stuff i i would like to see that but other than that i'm i think we're all sort of on the same page where it's like okay at some point let's go outside of this time frame and let's go to a yeah. different part of the galaxy and different time frame. Why not? <laughs> and, and since Please. we're in full Please. blown spoiler yeah. discussion, uh, I didn't really touch on the fact why Ahsoka is so important to anyone who's just saw her in that episode. Uh, basically it's because, and she kind of hinted at it in one line of dialogue in this episode, but it's because she is Anakin's only apprentice. Yeah. So before he fell to the dark side and it's not shown in the live action films, no. but it is covered in, the gap between, because there's a significant gap between uh, Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the entire Clone Wars series It happens series in between lies. those two movies. And, yeah. if you, and I've mentioned it before, but if you watch the final four episodes of the Clone Wars in season seven, it's actually more of a cinematic four-episode four arc that ties it directly into Revenge of the Sith and gives Ahsoka her time to shine. So, mm-hmm. Right. And she does say something like, I've seen a gen- like, she doesn't want to train uh, Grogert because she says, <laughs> like, uh, I've seen what the force can, like, turn some people evil. Yeah, that's exactly. About, that's uh, so I didn't actually know that. I just yeah. put that, those things together when you were talking there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's what it is. Um, I guess uh, the other question outside of Mandalorian, we are excited to see the rest of the season and everything as well um obviously we're just like entrenched in this whether we know all the details or not i think mm-hmm. like mike like you were saying it's just it's a fantastic show and mm-hmm. it's really fun to see where they're going to take it and everything and and like you said ian they're planting seeds and and also grabbing seeds from other things and vice, vice versa and and giving opportunities to have storylines outside of just what we're seeing in front of us or what we've already seen in shows or movies in the past. I guess the other thing, the other question I have is over the last couple of weeks is, uh, is the Lego uh, holiday special canon? Who is this kid? What does he mean, supreme leader? Is that above emperor? Kind of sounds like it. I can hear you talking and him breathing and... Huh. Grandpa? Grandpa, Grandpa, Grandpa! 
That's me. Wait, Grandpa? And Emperor Palpatine? I don't believe it! How are you even here? Uh, life day miracle? This is so cool! You're my inspiration! Uh, huh. In fact, I'm about to finish what you started! I wish it was. You know, if, if, if legends were, like, the stories, like, that people want to be true but are just kind of rumors, <laughs> right, I think that right. that's kind of all you can... You could probably include <laughs> it in that, but it was more like a fun Lego experience, right? But, it was great. I was so, it, I'm so excited for it because, like, all the games are always funny. You know, they, they take they take the tongue-in-cheek sort of approach to whatever property they're doing. Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, whatever, Marvel, all that stuff. It's The characters are kind of goofier than they would be otherwise, or they're more clumsy or whatever, and it gives them an opportunity to have, like, physical humor and the stuff. The thing that I so liked I super about it for was it. how it joked about the things that people complain about from Star Wars and yes. kind yeah. of expressly without... Without declaring it canon, they played with the the Finn becoming a Jedi kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? That was that was so good. They just well, they went right into it. That was the first thing you see. Is yeah, that yeah. is him like, oh, I could be a Jedi. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that was that was so funny. I I love um, I I love that exact point that you just made about how they didn't shy away from. Yeah, they're not taking it seriously. Obviously, the the forty five. But they're still is, passionate about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's the right kind of parody. Yeah, I think. yeah. yeah they, they got they got they got their asses together, got their shit together, and and made a funny forty five minute quip on all the things that people have been sort of talking about over the last, let's say, ten years or something. For yeah, if you love if you like Star Wars and you've been paying attention and watching all the movies or rewatching them, there's so much in this for you. So many yeah. references, and if you follow it online in the conversation, um, there's just so much in there. It's so it's such a clever way that they came up with for them to revisit all the old material, all the old like yeah. scenes, and all the most famous like without being too cheesy. And I guess they could get away with it because it's Lego. So it's just really, really well done. I was like really entertained and impressed by it. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I guess there's there's so many like small things too that you might not even maybe not even notice you know because mm -hmm. it's 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 one of those uh types of things like a lot of um shows where every line is sort of like a, a funny quip or whatever and that's kind of what this was every almost every line was a funny quip to make fun of itself you know or, or a callback or something like that like one of my favorite ones was uh was luke always walking around with a carton of blue milk mm -hmm. the whole yeah. time <laughs> <laughs> It's such, it's literally like a, a, a 12 second thing from, from episode eight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's become such lore in Star Wars. Yeah. Like, 20 years know. prior, they're showing yeah. his character with a carton of milk. And of course it's blue. Like it's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think for me, if it proved anything, it's that uh, time travel really has no legitimate place inside of Star Wars. Like, even though yeah. they kind of played around with it <laughs> yeah. inside of this, I don't ever want to see it in like live action. Or yeah. In actual canon. Yeah. This yeah. is the a fun little little movie that has nothing to do with the actual they did play with it a little bit in rebels but i think i want to mm. see no more of it <laughs> like yeah, it just, that's enough they, of that. like, yeah. there's enough wild and crazy stuff inside of the star wars galaxy if, like a long time ago far far away that we don't really need time travel on top of that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. just just if you want to go back create something new and, and just sort of like a way way back or you know or do from, My, like, uh, do from another point of view material but like don't oh, like legitimately jump in a time machine i'm so, man, <laughs> I'm so excited for the second book it, it just came out that that first one was so great it's the it's best joke cool from idea. uh the lego star wars special was something like 
Darth Vader is going to turn on you and throw you into the reactor, and there's yeah. no coming back from that. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was such a at the Rise of Skywalker. So yeah. There's so many. There's so many. And, and even going back, they were even making fun of the original movies and stuff, too. Like, yeah. there's there's everything about it. Yeah. It was, I thought it was great. But, I thought it was fun. But where, where some people, like, I know you're not a huge fan of Rogue One, right, Mike? But, uh, yeah, no. But where some people like don't like that stuff, I think a lot of people appreciate the the lengths they go to to kind of, if not fully repair like a quote unquote plot hole, at least mm-hmm. like kind of reinforce things that were seen as a little soft or a little weak inside of a plot that they know yeah. that are someone's complaints, and they'll go and they'll spend a whole chunk of time like mm-hmm. legitimizing or like you know proving at least, that at least they'll, like, it doesn't have to be. A, yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like when with stuff like uh, the Palpatine return, I've always championed that. Uh, I fully expected that to be a thing, but at the same time, I think it was really poorly executed inside of yeah. Episode Nine, like just kind of ham fisted. Mm-hmm. So when they do other things with like characters like Darth Maul, where they're kind of showing you that this is the way, according to the dark side, um, they 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 show you that these things are legitimate but like you just have to take the time to i guess enjoy all the content to, to really appreciate it yeah, yeah it's getting um, a bit ridiculous in star wars it's the same way that like comic books that are ongoing for so long eventually start to get ridiculous where it's like everyone that dies comes back like in star wars like you you have the empire or emperor darth maul boba fett like they have all yeah. come back now like and two of those characters are are pretty are more major i mean boba fett's sort of i would i would just consider him a side character but the other yeah. two are pretty major i would say mm-hmm. i think darth yeah. maul's even on a different level as boba fett not just because he comes back in another and it's always like the and, bad and guys like of... none of the bad guys ever stay dead you know that's like yeah, a comic yeah. Book problem. yeah it's like and yeah, that's definitely a comic book problem and you can you can easily see why because it's a like weekly issues and, and it goes on for so are, long yeah. characters yeah, that are guaranteed to sell yeah. they want to kind of mm-hmm. bring back into the fold so they got to come out with creative and they're they're good and bad ways to do that but i think mm-hmm. with your point about boba fett as as ridiculous as it may seem to someone who appreciates the original trilogy for what it is it's also something that they're plucking again from uh chuck wendig's aftermath which actually is a canon novel yeah that's canon. That's where they recent. touch on a lot of the stuff that was covered in the first episode which i know you said you didn't really like uh, mike that much but that whole character i loved uh Cobb vant with the uh, like you know yeah, Timothy Oliphant. yeah um, no, I that and, and that, no, 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 that was that yeah that was a, a great uh, example of someone that they pulled from the books which doesn't happen very often and they're starting to do that so it's pretty cool and as yeah. we have that episode up the best part about that episode was there was the rocket coming out of the, their backpack oh yeah. their, out of their uh, jetpack i thought that was mm-hmm. just hilarious yeah. i was like no they actually up. did it <laughs> yeah just to watch them team up to bring that thing down and it's like you're watching like the boba fett armor in action yeah movie. but so like you cool. know he, he always had that thing on on the back but we you know it was only mm-hmm. there to be part of a toy and then all of a sudden they just like used it yeah. in you know, such he, a ridiculous way and it was so hilarious yeah he just like, like leans yeah. over like, how is that <laughs> practical oh it's hilarious yeah stand oh, still bend forward and, so, and look up <laughs> we touched on the major reveals from uh, chapter 13 the jedi but what we didn't really uh I, i'd like to maybe close out on a, on a creative question which is oh they they came up with two things inside of that episode where you can kind of wonder like, oh yeah what happened there they 
they said that he was plucked from the Jedi Temple during the Purge. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's Grogu, there's an yeah. opportunity for a reveal of which Jedi came along and grabbed it, Grogu. Okay. If and it, then was, on if it top was a Jedi, of that, Mace Windu was, is the, was, Mace Windu is a leading. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but in, <laughs> he's leading on, the Vegas odds. <laughs> yeah. But on top of that, there's another interesting opportunity that they're teasing where they're going to try and bring him to a Jedi Temple, and then that could entice a Jedi to come and take him on. Yeah. As an apprentice, which yeah. is like they, another they cool opportunity. Which Jedi would be around at that time period looking for apprentices to train? Would obviously be Luke, right? Well, Luke that's is... that's another leading uh, internet. That would be as well. crazy. Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, um, <laughs> that would blow my mind. Like, I don't know how uh, it would be. I think I would be down for it because I, I, I give the show a lot of leeway because it's so good that yeah. If, yeah. if another show was like we're doing a young Luke Skywalker, I would just write it off completely. But but if the Mandalorian is going to do it, I have faith in these guys and they've proven themselves that I would be all for that. Yeah, well, I mean, while we're uh, fan casting, I mean, I, I would love to see the Jedi Fallen Order character, Cal Kestis, show up. Yeah, his they could pretty even, cool. Yeah, they could even uh, use the same voice actor because they basically took his likeness for the yeah, he the looks game, almost and that and that takes place uh, takes place in the same period of time, doesn't it? Well, Between... he starts his journey at the uh, pur- through the purge. So we know he wouldn't be the one to oh, yeah. find him and take him from the oh, temple. Right. But it we takes, do it know it takes place between three and four, right? Absolutely. But it's possible that he could yeah. be the one that, that answers the call down the line. But right, yeah, right. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's actually a cool, a cool story. It open it opens up, and now they they treated that game as it was canon as well. So, Mike, there you go. Another game you have to you have to play on Game Pass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> too many. Add, add it to the massive list. I know. Yeah. Same. <laughs> all these um, games and then as far as uh thrawn is concerned i mean whenever we do see him in live action it'd be nice if they went and pulled the the voice actor from his animated version which is lars mickelson who i don't know if you guys ever watched house of cards but he was uh victor petrov he was the russian oh nice and so he kind of has the the same physique almost as uh as Thrawn uh, works, I know so. nothing about Thrawn. Like I'm just but the, a blind spot. He's he's a he's a blue man, so they could easily yeah. put a lot of uh, prosthetics mm-hmm. on there and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, he's uh, all blue. Yeah. He's in the blue man group. Um, but yeah, yeah exactly. he he started the blue man group uh, <laughs> oh, about five thousand years ago. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, in a different but galaxy. Cameron Monaghan <laughs> was the actor for the Cal Kestis Jedi, which I think. Yeah. That's like ripe for that. That would be like my wish that they would bring him to live action. That'd be cool. Um, I wonder if it's too niche though, because every, a lot of people have to play that game to know who he is. Right, but what if it was one of these things where, like you said, like he was trying to put Jedi together, and like the, the, you're seeing inside of one of these spinoffs that there are some Jedi out there, and they just have an episode or something where they're grouped together, and he shows yeah. up to like. My join. my only thing is, it's like whether it's Luke or just a, a Jedi we don't even know about. My assumption it's going to be someone that we know or at least have an idea of who they are. Um, does the show turn into something completely different if if this child, if Grogu, if Baby Yoda is not there anymore? Because that, you know, I think it, the show's fine the episodes that the that the character's not really in it as much is still they're very entertaining episodes but now are will pe- will that be will that take away too much interest from people that aren't super into star wars because they want to see this little character right. and where it goes like i wonder if it's just another stop and along the way that they won't take this yeah, yeah. With them like they won't you make train, a you know good I mean? point in the sense that it's very like this is the lone wolf and his cub that we've yeah. established and we don't want to kind of mess with that but at the same time, they are on for at least four seasons. Yeah. And it 
it's got to end at some point. So do we just kind of right. detour our right. way around the story and then end up at a place like that where he is getting trained at the very end of the series? Right. It could um, take more than just in But then episodes, there also yeah. has to, whether it's this series, it, it, the onus is not on this series, but there has to be something along the line explaining his disappearance from, I guess, yeah. the sequel trilogy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know he would still be young at that point, but he would be old enough that he could do something. Contribute. Yeah, I was trying to do the math. He's got to be 70 years old or something at this point. Which right? is not a lot in the grand scheme of things when you consider that Yoda was 900. Nine, but, 930 um, or something like crazy like yeah. that. Yeah. But at the same time, like they have to do something along the lines of explain at some point why he's not around. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They have to find a way, and it's going to be this this like sad moment or whatever, and that might be where they have to sort of end it. And that, and I think that's actually okay. That's that's probably totally fine. So, Mm -hmm. um, all right, guys. uh, Before we uh, before we talk about episode seven eight nine everything in between <laughs> we could yeah. do this all we could do this yeah, all day four, man five more hours five, five more yeah days, roughly five more days yeah. <laughs> I, we should regroup again at the end because we never actually talked yeah about the first season of mandalorian like we did yeah. this season and this is yeah. actually fun we have a lot to say so we should regroup at the end of in, in a month when it's done season. or in, in three weeks when it's done or whatever we'll uh we'll hit record again and we'll do that for sure yeah. um, sounds good yeah mike where's everyone keeping up with us in the meantime a day back in on social media and the podcast is called back in my day find us on your podcast app of choice uh leave a review subscribe it all helps and thanks for listening that's it gents thanks very much everybody uh stay safe and um if you know you aren't listening over the holidays and all that or you're or aren't caught up and stuff everybody happy safe holidays and everything as well and uh thanks everyone for listening Board, 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 board. Who cares about a trade dispute?